Welcome back to the Sticks and Gloves podcast. This is your host, Jack McKeown. I'm stoked for what we have this week. MCLA just announced the final bracket for the national tournament last night, as well as all-conference awards, um, first team, second team, honorable mention. So it's going to be an exciting podcast, and we got a lot to cover. I'm going to talk about how certain teams slipped into the bracket and how other teams may have gotten robbed, go through their schedules, talk about their worst losses and their best wins, or even if they had a ranked win all year. So stay tuned and buckle up. It's going to be a fun podcast today, and I hope you enjoy it. To start off, I'm just going to walk through the tournament bracket, teams 1 through 16, and who got in. So Cal held their position in the WCLL, won that conference. They're coming in at number one. Chapman actually came back um, down four at halftime to beat Arizona State. Um, and because of things that shook out in the SELC that weekend with South Carolina beating Georgia Tech, um, Chapman actually came up into the number two spot. And so we have South Carolina in the number three spot after they won the SELC this weekend. And then Georgia Tech in the fourth spot. We have ASU in the fifth spot after losing to Chapman. Um, they switched places, or they actually dropped a few more. And then in the sixth spot, uh, we have Liberty. In the seventh spot, we have Boulder. Good spot for Boulder. Um, their number seven fits them well. Um, number eight, New Hampshire. This team I'm really interested to see play in the tournament. Um, they haven't really faced too much competition all year, but they smoked Michigan State in the CLC Conference Championships this weekend, 14-7. to um, So that was a really impressive win to me. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that first-round matchup of New Hampshire, who's number 8, versus number 9, Cal Poly, shakes out. Um, and then moving on to number 10, we have Concordia. Um, number 11, we have Michigan State. Number 12, Florida State. They had a good weekend, got them into the tournament. I don't think they were going to make it into the tournament if they didn't have as strong as a weekend as they did. Um, number 13, UConn. Surprised me that three teams from the CLC got bids to the tournament, but we'll talk about that more in a second. Uh, 14, Santa Clara. This team does not deserve to be in. Um, they had one ranked win this weekend over Cal Poly. Big win, surprising win, but I'm not sure that really was enough to get them into the tournament, but congrats to them and those seniors on that team. Um, really a good accomplishment for that school. Um, they're number 14 and then number 15, who's number 15? Oh yeah, Minnesota. Chapman's playing Minnesota in the first round who Minnesota actually gave them a pretty good competition when they played earlier in the year. And then finally, number 16 is LSU, a team I love to see in the national tournament. Frankly, didn't even know LSU had a club lacrosse team. Um, but their Twitter is pure comedy. Take a look at it. They're actually pretty funny. Um, and they tweeted out something this weekend where they said, uh, when you find out that the national tournament is in Utah and not Southern California and tweeted a picture of a hole punched in the wall, this little picture of the hole punched in the wall is kind of trending on Twitter. So it was a funny use of it. And that's pretty much everyone's feelings. I think I talked about it a little bit last week of why is the tournament in Utah? Um, it's cold, it's rainy. It's a grass field. Why not have it in Southern California where every team, even if they lose, they hang out for the week. It's a nice vacation for the players and a nice reward for these teams from the East Coast who worked hard all year, who then finally get to spend some nice time in the Southern California sun, playing a good turf field in a stadium maybe. Um, Chapman's venue is really good in the past, have the games at UC Irvine. I just think it works a lot better. Um, like I mentioned last week's podcast, um, the national championship is actually held in Utah on a field where... Everyone's been playing all week, 
or not all week, just the semifinals, I believe. And so the D2 game is right before the Division One game, and so that it's been raining, and the Division One players play in a muddy, just a mud pit for the finals, which is honestly unacceptable for the MCLA. They need to find a field that can hold up or maybe save the field for just the championship. Or, hey, here's a crazy idea. Get a turf field. Put the championship on a turf field. I know, crazy idea, really out there, but just a suggestion. Moving on now, we're going to talk about some of the teams that made the tournament bracket and then some of the other teams that may have gotten robbed. Starting off, I'm going to go talk about Arizona real quick. So U of A is 9-5 on the year. Um, it's kind of surprised. They kind of had a great season, and then they're playing Grand Canyon in the first round, and their goalie doesn't have enough units or the GPA required, I forget which one it is, to play in playoffs. It's absolutely unacceptable. You play the whole season. Your one thing is to just pass your classes 2.0. C's get degrees. Kind of a classic U of A move. I mean, not the hardest school to get into in the world. Um, but yeah, this Grand Canyon loss in the beginning of SLC conference playoffs really hurt them. And I believe that loss is what bumped them uh, out of the national tournament. Chapman cleaned up Grand Canyon 2010 the next game. Um, so it just proves they weren't really that strong of competition. But again, no starting goalie really sucks for U of A. The next team that was kind of borderline, had to have a good weekend in the SCLC conference, was number 11. Um, this was last week last week's ranking, so they were number 11, Virginia Tech. Um, they were 10-6 and six on the year, but their fatal problem was they had no ranked wins all year. That hurts a lot. Um, you got to schedule good teams, and if you don't beat any of those teams, then it's not looking too good for you um, for the national tournament. And then we have teams like UVU. Um, historic year for the program at Utah Valley. Um, they lost to Boulder, number seven, who's number seven, twice. Um, they lost to ASU, and they lost to BYU by a goal. However, six days later after that BYU loss, they turned it around and beat BYU by a goal. Um, so they were 11-4 and four on the year, but I just don't see them as a strong enough team. I kind of like that they didn't get the bid. Um, they're just getting blown out by Boulder, and I don't know if they would have been able to make a run in the national tournament. But then again, there's teams like number one or number 21, sorry, Santa Clara, who I have absolutely no idea how they made the tournament. Um, they're, they beat Grand Canyon, I guess, is their best win of the regular season. Um, they lost 16 to 7 to Cal Poly in the regular season, but then this weekend in the WCLL, they actually beat Cal Poly 9-8 and then went on to get destroyed by Cal 17-9. So this win against Cal Poly is all that got them into the national tournament. Uh, this is not enough for me. One solid win after going 8-6 on the year, not beating really any ranked teams. I guess Grand Canyon was ranked at the time um, throughout the regular season. But I'm not sure how South Carolina managed to get into the tournament. Awesome for them, though. Congratulations to those guys. Another team that I was kind of surprised that they made the tournament, I guess there's no one else that you could really switch them with. They are still a good team, is Michigan State, defending national champions. Uh, they're 8-7 on the year. Uh, I think their two best wins were Virginia Tech, who couldn't beat a ranked team all year, and then UConn, who actually was a pretty strong team. I just looked at their schedule. They have some good wins. Uh, but Michigan State came out with two ranked wins all year. They lost to everyone else that they played who was ranked. Um, they're dealing with a lot of injuries, I know that, but that's still a really strong team, and that sucks for whoever has to play them in the first round because I think they'll hopefully heal up and be strong um, when it's time to go. Let's see who they play real quick. Liberty, that's going to be a great first-round matchup. 
Um, look forward to that one, Liberty versus Michigan State. A team that really won their weekend and got themselves into the national tournament is Florida State. Um, they have one ranked win all year, and that is over Virginia Tech. And that was actually in the SELC uh, conference conference uh, playoffs. So that's a great win for them. That got them into uh, the tournament, and I believe it's because they passed the eye test. The next game in the conference playoffs, they played Georgia Tech. They lost 9-8 to in an overtime game. I was watching this game, streaming it online, and they look really solid, actually, for an 8-6 and team that has lost to some random teams um, throughout the year. They lost at Boston College. Not random, sorry, but just um, they lost a bunch. They're 8-6, and and they won ranked win, like I said. But great for them that they made it into the national tournament. They look like a really strong contender. They look like a great team. And we'll see how things shake out in Salt Lake City. A team I want to keep an eye on in the national tournament is Cal. So they actually played three highly ranked teams. They played Virginia Tech, who is 11 in the middle of the season. But three highly ranked teams to start off the year. Cal Poly, Chapman, Arizona State. They got all three of those wins. But all three of these wins came in February. This is very early in the season. Teams may not really have it all together yet. The chemistry may not be right. They're figuring it out. Um, and so then the rest of the year, Cal didn't really have any competition. They did play Virginia Tech in March, um, but then April and the rest of March, no really strong games. Dominican, Sonoma State, Stanford, Sonoma State again, Santa Clara. Um, so pretty easy for them. So I'm keeping an eye on them coming into the tournament because after they play LSU in the first round, I think they're going to beat LSU. Um, they're going to have to play New Hampshire or Cal Poly, and it will be good for the Cal Bears to prove themselves against a ranked team um, during the tournament when things are a little bit more heated. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Those were just a few of uh, the bubble teams or teams right on the edge who may have been even ranked in the top 16, who I just wanted to talk about real quick, walk through their schedules, uh, kind of explain how did they get in, why did they get in, were they robbed, and whatnot. Um, but now I just want to talk about the tournament bracket, and I'm going to give you my rundown of who I think is going to win each matchup. So starting off with the left side of the bracket, we have Cal, number one, playing the 16 seed, LSU. Going to go with Cal. I don't think uh, the number one seed has ever been beaten in the MCLA National Tournament. Um, and then we have University of New Hampshire versus Cal Poly. This should be a good game, but I'm going to go with New Hampshire. I'm interested to see them play and if they can compete with these really good West Coast teams, and uh, we'll see. And then UConn, Georgia Tech. I would love to see an upset, but it's hard to not just pick uh, the best teams in this. Um, but I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go Georgia Tech is going to beat UConn. They're going to power through. And then finally on the left side of the bracket, we have number 12, Florida State versus number 5, ASU. This one could go either way. Florida State has been up and down all year. They looked really good last weekend, played Georgia Tech to one goal, like I said, just a minute ago. Um, but I'm also going to go with Arizona State. I think it just is really hard for me to choose a team that is inconsistent versus a team that has been really good all year um, and has been ranked, you know, top five, top six the entire season. So Arizona State. I'm going to keep going on the left side of the bracket all the way through who's going to make the championship. So it'll be Cal versus New Hampshire. I'm going to go Cal here. Um, and then it's going to be Georgia Tech versus Arizona State. Hopefully Arizona State can win this one. I'm going to go Arizona State. Then it will be Cal versus Arizona State. And I think uh, this really is up for anyone to take, but I'm just going to stick with the number one team. I think it's got to be Cal in the championship. 
Then on the right side of the bracket, we have number 15, Minnesota, playing number 2, Chapman. Going to go with number 2, Chapman here. I like them. Um, then right under that, we have Concordia versus Boulder. Boulder kind of manhandled Concordia earlier in the season, so I'm not sure if Concordia is going to have a new game plan or what's going to go on there, but I'm going to go with Boulder. It's hard. It's Like I said, it's really hard to not just choose the uh, higher seed. Um, it seems just to be the right choice in all of these instances so far. Um, and then next we have South Carolina playing number 14, Santa Clara. I think Santa Clara is going to get absolutely demolished. Who knows if they even score a goal. We'll see. Um, and then number 11, Michigan State playing number 6, Liberty. This game is going to be the best game in the first round, I think. Um, I think even though Liberty did destroy Michigan State during the regular season, I'm going to go Michigan State here. Um, I think once the tournament comes around, teams play with a different intensity – Hopefully all of Michigan State's players are healthy. Um, if they're not, I'm choosing Liberty. I don't really know Michigan State's injury report. Um, but I'm going to go with the upset. This is my only upset of the first round. It would be crazy to see a number 11 seed beat the number 6 seed. And to just continue on with the right side of the bracket, we're going to have Chapman playing Boulder um, in the second round, quarterfinals. Chapman's going to take this one. They already beat Boulder on their home turf um, in the altitude Cold conditions, wet conditions, they're playing really poorly in the first half that I watched. Uh, key players didn't even have goals during this game for Chapman, so I think they'll come out with a good game plan, be able to hand her CU Boulder. Um, then in the lower half of the right side of the bracket for the quarterfinals, we're going to have Michigan State, South Carolina. This is going to be another great game. Uh, I still think South Carolina is going to win this one over Michigan State. And then so in the semifinals, we're going to have Chapman playing South Carolina, rematch of last year's semifinals, and I'm going to go with Chapman beating South Carolina. It just seems like Chapman's rolling at the right time. They're on a 13-game win streak. They just knocked off Arizona State with a big second-half comeback this weekend. Um, and so it's going to be number one versus number two, Cal versus Chapman, hopefully for the national tournament. This will be a great game. Would love to see it. Um, and that pretty much covers all I was going to talk about for this week's podcast. And like always, I'd love if anyone wants to send in any questions for next week's podcast. Um, this may be my last podcast as I head into finals and try to just lock down, get that you know GPA going up, finish it out, close it out for senior year. Um, so I'll see all you guys next week maybe.